Oh, hey, Ash. Hey, I made it. Ash! You made it. Yes. Hi! Oh, hi! Hello! How's it How? going? <laughs> it's going great. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm wonderful. Yeah. Wow, this, it, this is an odd way to... I don't know, run into you again, I guess. <laughs> it is. It is kind of it is kind of a strange Well, I guess, you know, this is probably going to happen at some point. Tell me a little bit how you know each other. We used to work at Kotaku together. Did you work together on anything specifically? Really? Because he left like right after I, I started, but um I'll I'll never forget his review of um uh Paper Mario. Paper Mario. And, yeah, oh, and yeah, Origami King, because that was like my game of the year that year. It was a freaking beautiful game. It was, and it did not. It did not get the uh, the love that it deserved, and it did not get the recognition for its story that it deserved. I think we both agreed on that very strongly. Absolutely, absolutely. I think everybody bailed on that series after Thousand Year Door. No, well, I, I I'm gonna guess so, but it absolutely like Origami King is like hands down probably one of the best like RPGs in the last five years, and it's not even no kidding. It's not even close. Yeah, it's actually really good. Like yeah. this is coming from someone who has like no other. Uh, experience with like Paper Mario games like whatsoever but I played that and I'm like bawling like and you know me uh, yeah. you, you know how I feel about RPGs and yeah, you know considering your standards are set by Final Fantasy 14 that's high praise exactly exactly weren't a video game, I'd be on my way to prison. This is episode 252 of Insert Credit, a show where a panel of video game experts responds to a list of questions before getting cut off by a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and today I am joined by my substitute panel of Frank Cifaldi. I'm not a substitute. Uh, <laughs> I'm on this show. What are you talking about? You maintain continuity. You're like the Martian Manhunter of the group in that no matter how much the roster changes, you got to be there. I'm the continuity cop from the ambush bug comic. Yeah, you're Johnny DC. Exactly. Uh, Joining us as well is uh, former guests and friends of the show, Ash Parrish. Hi, nice to be here again. Glad to be back. Always a pleasure. And Chris Kohler at the last minute. Uh, I sent out a general blast to our previous guests to get somebody fill in a third chair and Chris showed up. That's right. In class, just because I'm a substitute doesn't mean you get to act up, okay? I've got my eyes on you. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do something stupid this week. Uh, this is something we did about 90 episodes ago, and we had oh. a lot of fun, so I'm returning to it. Uh, we're returning to Quora, the website where <laughs> people ask their questions to the internet, Yahoo Answers style, yeah. and anyone can give their informed and helpful responses. I'll be sharing some of the top questions from the video games category as of this recording, and we'll do our best to address each of them with, I'm going to say, three minutes on the clock. We'll start with the most popular question in the video games category right now, right at the top of the topic. Number one, are there any reasons to choose a female character in video games? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) What? Discuss. I... (laughs) <laughs> yes if you want a superior experience exactly we need look no further than mass effect 2 and 3 wow and all of them so yes that's true that's it no notes that's it yeah how else are you gonna get a jennifer hale i mean what else uh you got the the black widow perk and fallout new vegas kind of useful in some situations that's true 
my friend Donnie was really into net hack when we were teenagers, and he said he gave me this advice: whenever you're rolling a new character net hack, you always pick a female character because if you get transmogrified into a monster, then you'll have the ability to give birth to other monsters. Mm. That's both practical and kind of sexy. Oh, yeah. Like how? <laughs> wait, okay. So how exact? So that implies that there's monster fucking going on in this game, yeah? That imp- uh, sure. They say everything's in NetHack, and monster fucking is a thing. Awesome. So we're, this is already an Ashley themed podcast. <laughs> already. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just by virtue of you being here. <laughs> Chris, why play a woman in a video game? Uh, as If you play Chun-Li in the original Street Fighter 2, you can jump off the wall and then do the head stomp thing, which mm-hmm. nobody else can do. And it's really it really aggravates people when you do it to them. So, I mean, why would I pick anybody other than, than Chun-Li? I have no idea. Uh, I want to also add in that uh, for the most part in, in character creators, uh, ladies got the good haircuts. That's true. Oh, yeah. That depends. Yeah. <laughs> that honestly, that is extremely situational for reasons I'm sure you all can guess. Oh, it's uh race dependent. Is that what we're yes. talking about? Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's it's great to it's great if you want to be a white woman, I suppose. Yes. Okay, I guess most character creators I've done, it's just like, okay, what color is your skin? That's all I care about. <laughs> you know? right. The rest is just the same options. Remember that time that when Nintendo released uh, New Super Mario Brothers and they unveiled it was four playable characters and it was Mario, Luigi, Toad, and then another Toad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Yellow Toad, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, uh, someone had to get kidnapped for the plot. Come on. Right, exactly. Right. It's not like they didn't solve that with the second game in the series. Oh, my God. All right. Here's our next question. Thank God. Why does everyone speak English in the Fallout video game series? Isn't it like- It all takes place in the- Fallout, like, yeah, like specifically uh, a a satire of America? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It takes place in the United States. Granted, there's other languages. Right. Yeah. Right, right. But but where are the cities that Fallout of? has taken place in right we've got um like boston and california just kind of california in general boston right exactly um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking like okay population is destroyed in a nuclear accident right oh it's because uh the only people who survived are privileged uh white english-speaking people who got right. into the vaults next everyone question. who got access go. to a bunker yeah that that yeah that that scans actually oh, yeah no. uh, that's uncomfortable but probably it Okay, I think we can go on to our next question. <laughs> Playing Skyrim as a vampire, is it worth it? What are the benefits versus drawbacks? Uh, well, if you're, if, if you're a vampire, um, you can only play Skyrim at night because during the day <laughs> you're asleep in your coffin. That's well, true. No, no, no. You can, you, there's blackout curtains. Mm. You don't have to sleep during the day. You oh, just you can't don't? go outside. Had, no. Oh, okay. I thought you had to sleep in the coffin. Oh, okay. No, that's where they have to sleep. And you do have right. to sleep. But does but... a vampire require 16 hours of sleep a day? No. I mean, playing as a vampire in Skyrim just means that you're in your house and not preying on the blood of innocent people. Mm-hmm. I actually would encourage vampires to, to give Skyrim a chance. It might save yeah. some lives. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I, I guess the, <laughs> I guess if you're going to play anything as a vampire, Skyrim's going to take hook you it. off the street for at least 100 hours. Yeah, I mean, you should actually get into, like, Final Fantasy XIV or something, but yeah. you know, Skyrim is a, a baby Final Fantasy XIV, I think. I don't know. I haven't, pl- I haven't played either of them, so I just assume that 
They're the same game. There are certain games that I would tell vampires to not play, such as I don't like Mr. Mosquito. Like that <laughs> might be that might be triggering the bad behavior. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. uh, number one with a bullet would be Boktai. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. That just goes without saying. Right. Can't play that game as a vampire. Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't play Dragon Age Origins either with the blood splatter and how mm-hmm. like they would go into cutscenes with like ridiculous amounts of blood splatter on their oh, face. Oh, because it's triggering? Because yeah. they would uh, they would see it and go into the blood frenzy? Yeah. Yeah, it's hmm. like if you or me, you know, were, were playing Skyrim and you killed a guy and like a roast turkey was on the screen. So they could play <laughs> Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo, but not on the Genesis. Right. Yes. Yeah, All yeah. right. You, you, uh, they don't they don't care for uh, sweat. They don't like eating sweat. Yeah, that's not part of their diet as far as I know. I don't know any vampires. I'm kind of just speaking yeah. out of school. But I they think, could try it. You know what yeah. I mean? We tell our kids, like, just you, you don't have to eat it, but just take one bite just to see if you like it. Yeah. Hmm. You, what you really have to do is find a vampire and ask them. Enough vampire talking. We got to listen to our vampire community to understand <laughs> their needs. The Sims. The yeah. Sims 4. That would oh, yeah? be a good game for vampires. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is There's got to be a vampire expansion. Oh, Sims yeah, 4. There, there absolutely is. Sure. Question number four. I don't know why this was in the video games topic, but it was there, so I'm asking it. Okay. Why is Magnus Carlsen hinting at not playing world championships anymore while at the peak of his powers? Because he gets his um, shit wrecked by little kids. <laughs> yeah. He can't handle it. Yeah. Also, he's just really, really into Skyrim right now, and he's, uh, he's kind of <laughs> right, preoccupied. Right, right. That makes he, sense. We talk, we're talking about the Nintendo World Championships cartridge. He probably doesn't play it because it's very rare. <laughs> That's a very good point. It's hard to find. Yeah. It's just hard to get an original. Chris Cole are on brand, everybody. <laughs> it's in the video game section. They must be talking about that. That logic checks out. I'm I'm mm-hmm. looking at the mm-hmm. math right here, and it couldn't possibly be anything else. I'm glad we all understand like what exactly it is we're talking about. Like I, for some reason, <laughs> I I should not know who you guys are talking about, but for some reason, like the, the story about the chess guy was like all over my feed. So I read it and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. This is funny. Yeah. I figured you were on Twitter enough to know what this is. <laughs> I'm so extremely online that certain <laughs> knowledges that I wouldn't normally know are just, I just absorb via osmosis anyway. Like a vampire. That's how vampires work. <laughs> uh, I do want to go backwards a question. I, I went to Moby Games looking for uh, games with blood in the title just to try to make a vampire joke, and it kind of came up flat. But uh, the best title with blood in the title is Space Hulk Vengeance of the Blood Angels. Oh, yeah, I know that one well. Yep. Many years ago, I put together a video game timeline trying to put uh, every game that canonically takes place at a certain point on the... Uh, gregorian time scale base hulk is one of the last points in the timeline because it takes place at like just after warhammer forty thousand, which is for forty thousand ad okay so yeah wow. that's that's how i'm familiar with the space hulk video games there is also a switch game called blood will be spilled which i think is just kind of a weird like they couldn't get the license to there will be blood so they mm. they just <laughs> retitled it it might be one of the many retitles of that all you need is kill movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that family Next question. What's the hardest video game ever made? Hmm. Isn't that Dark Souls? I think Dark Souls 2 is harder than Dark Souls. Is Dark Souls 3 harder than Dark Souls 2? No. Dark Souls 2 was so hard, people complained about it, and then they switched back to the Dark Souls 1 system for Dark Souls 3. Oh. Uh, Let's see. I mean, there's games that are literally unbeatable. Right. Like the the DOS version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Like you just cannot beat it. 
I don't remember if it was DOS or Spectrum or whatever, but it, that is what I was thinking about. That's, that's good, we go. good, good, good job, Chris. Yeah, we've all got turtles on the brain these days. Is impossible yeah. the extreme end of hard, or is it another category entirely? Hmm. Good question. Probably another category entirely uh, for purposes of this discussion. Uh, that Beat Takeshi game uh, for the Famicom is considered to be like one of the most like like deliberately unfairly difficult. You have to scream into the Famicom microphone for a long time to to beat it. Yeah, but I mean, he he beat it on Game Center CX on the first episode, so it can't be that hard. <laughs> right. Okay. It's a good not. point. Well, not being a function of difficulty, I remember the old uh, DOS Carmen Sandiego game. You cannot catch Carmen Sandiego unless you have like a certain almanac because you have to like find mm-hmm. a keyword on some page in a physical book in order to catch her. So, oh. yeah. Well, playing by Copy. the rules, which means you have the book, which means you didn't pirate it, Ash. Right. Uh, right. You'd be fine. If you weren't a thief. Yeah. Turns out you were the criminal. <laughs> I feel the need to point out that that I I have I've gone through the hardest uh, Carmen San Diego challenge, um, which is completing where in North Dakota, North Dakota is Carmen is San, San Diego, Diego without yes. the guide that was written for uh, playing that game. Nice. So it, it was uh, a very hyper specific trivia circa 1988 about counties in uh, North Dakota, some of which I think don't even exist anymore, hmm. um, and. Uh, you have to search the internet for circa 1988 uh, arcane knowledge of North Dakota. So yeah. The saddest thing about that game is that they can't even put Re- Mount Rushmore on the box because that's South Dakota. It's a different mm-hmm. Dakota. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Where where in North Dakota was Carmen Sandiego? Uh, I ended up catching her in Minot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the canon. One of my my strongest video game memories and also like one of my earliest in fifth grade. Like I loved the Carmen Sandiego games. I loved everything about Carmen Sandiego, the TV show, all of that shit. Like let's establish that. But uh, I was playing the game on the computer, but uh, the almanacs, we didn't have them in like the classroom where the computers were. So I, I remember vividly asking my teacher, could I go to like this other random classroom where I knew the almanacs to be? And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. It was, I don't know. He didn't give a shit because this was like fifth grade. And so I walked across the school, like across campus to get this book and come back to my game. And I used it to beat Carmen Sandiego. And that was the only time I ever beat the game wow and that's just yeah that's just a memory that has always stayed with me and this is you know i'm a person who hardly remembers what she had for breakfast so (laughs) good work it's important yeah here's our next question my 18 year old son continues to play video games even after i smashed his laptop and deleted his steam account how can i permanently put an end to his gaming i really hope that's a troll you just gotta end him yeah (laughs) that's the only way I I really, really dislike uh, the viral videos you see of like parents smashing like their kids' toys to punish them or their kids' games or something like that. I hate that because oh, yeah, it horrible. is so abusive and people are like, well, it, because it's video games, people are like, well, you shouldn't be on video games. You should be out touching grass or some shit like that. But it is a hallmark of far more abusive parental behaviors it's just so toxic and i hate that it goes like a clip of something like that goes viral every other week right like this is what they'll put on video and share on the internet Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like it's something to be like oh yeah that'll that'll be the end of that also i'm curious when that question was asked because i feel like gaming at this point in 2022 has reached the point where parents are starting to come around. Well, because parents are like our age right now and we grew up with video games and they, they understand that, you you know, this is an endeavor with which you can make money. So 
I'm, I'm starting to find that parents less and less are having these antiquated ideas about, you know, video games and how they're a waste of time. So I'm curious when that question was asked. I don't think it lists when the question is posted, but it is currently active. That is not a, a Quora feature is like timestamp. Time po- yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> wow. Quora. Yeah. Uh, how, do okay. I, how do I stop my child from playing my video games? That's, that's, that's the really question, question for us, yeah. like for our generation. Well, actually, I, I have a, a, a similar question, which is what's worse, taking away a child's video game or forcing them to play what you played when they were a kid so they get a proper education? Definitely number oh, two, because yeah. it's it speaks to a, a pathology uh, that, that runs deeper than that. Yeah. It's I like agree. when you see infants dressed up as like, I don't know, popular pop culture characters and not like Paw Patrol or Baby Shark or whatever the hell a a toddler would be interested in because this is just, you know, attention for the parents, not the children. Mm -hmm. Listen, if Yars Revenge was good enough for me, kid. Playing nostalgia games is still better than not being able to play any games at all. When you're three, you can play the Atari 2600. Oh, yeah. When you're four, you can play the NES. When you're five, you can play Super Mario World. You're going to get the whole history of games, and you're going to be well-rounded for it, exactly. like me. And like, yeah. and like six, and like, then like, you know, first grade is basically like, you just remember it as this like horrible, miserable year when all you could play was like Mario 64 and Star Fox 64 and Chameleon Twist. And people asked me if I was going to do that. And I'm like, no, because I don't hate my child and I don't want him to hate video games either. Like I just, you know, it's like, he's going to discover what he wants to discover, you know, on his own. And then, and, and then I'm going to have to learn about what, <laughs> what it is that, that, that he finds interesting. Well, as video games have become more complicated, is it harder to get acclimated to games? Do you need, like, a starter game? No. Yeah, like, how do you dip into, like, Roblox or something? You know, well, I mean, I, I guess from, from my perspective, it's like, uh, you know, my, my older child is, you know, just, like, learns so much about all of these video game worlds that, that I... I it's it's so hard to even understand what's going on because they're so complex because so much is going on there, you know, like Roblox or Minecraft or things like that. If it's not something that I'm personally into, okay. To be clear, to be clear, I am going to be that parent, and but the only game that I will force my child to play will be Sonic Triple Trouble. <laughs> that makes sense. We, we, I, I think you get one. You get one. You can force your kid up. <laughs> Triple Trouble. Yeah, it's the best handheld Sonic game. Like it is legitimately legitimately like triple trouble is better than sonic advance all of the ds games it is like the unsung hero Mm. of sonic Mm. mobile games that was like the first thing you wrote for kotaku right like when you came on board it was like you just wanted to write about sonic triple trouble and we ended up doing that piece whereas i guess the sung hero of sonic games would be sonic heroes (laughs) oh sure because of the song yeah yeah yeah. because of the sonic hero song man i don't you got me thinking now that game's all right but uh, the advanced ones aren't very good. I don't like advanced. Exactly. One and two on the Game Gear have their charms, but oh, no. Triple Trouble's Sonic better. on the Game Gear is like absolutely terrible. But Triple Trouble is like, <laughs> first of all, it's the best game on the Game Gear. Let's get that mm. out of the way. And Whoa. it's probably the best non-main console Sonic game in existence. I'm I'm fairly positive about that. Just the way <laughs> that you earn the Chaos Emeralds and the stress that that those Chaos Emerald levels like induce are just like it has not been repeated because you have to let you go into these like special zones and you have a time limit and you you're presented with these like 
homogenous looking levels that you have no idea how to progress through and the way you progress through them is like kind of counterintuitive and it's very easy to soft lock yourself it just hasn't been done and it also has one of the best sonic songs in all of the franchise's history which is sunset hill zone you're saying that it's good because you can soft lock yourself in a special stage? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> funny. Uh, no, I'm just games saying. Were, that's how games were when I was a kid. <laughs> we soft lock both ways in winter barefoot. No, it's just that it's extremely complicated for what you would expect, and it's just yeah. more intricate than any other Sonic game I've ever seen. It's All just right. fucking good. Yeah. Frank, I'd rather play Rush, but uh, yeah. What's the best Game Gear game? Okay, the best Game Gear game. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I'll have to think about that. Brandon, if he listens to this, which he won't, is probably screaming. <laughs> he might listen to this. I bet he'll listen to this. Uh, Chris, what's the best Game Gear game? I Yeah, I don't have a favorite Game Gear game. Game Gear was not something that I uh, got too deeply into as a kid, and I've played a lot of Game Gear games since, but I have not identified any one particular game as like, oh, this is great. This is my favorite. Yeah, like I had one and I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be like, yeah, this one that I owned is the best thing on the system because I don't, I don't believe that's true. Um, like I probably played Lemmings on it more than anything. I'm not going to say Lemmings is the best game on the, the game year. I don't know. I don't have anything that comes to mind. I'll think about that though. We may revisit that in the future. What are some free game engines that can be used to develop indie games? Twine. RPG Maker isn't free? Hmm. I think it's free, isn't it? Because that would be my answer if it's free. Yeah. Uh, there's a free trial. Oh. Okay. Because that's how we got Undertale. Yeah, that is how we got Undertale. Isn't Homestuck technically how we got Undertale? I mean, it, yes, but uh, in terms of like ga- Toby Fox and, and game engines go, like yeah. that was the, yeah. All right. I mean, there was funding involved. The meme with the, the small dominoes leading up to big dominoes and the small dominoes is MS Paint in 1980-whenever. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the big domino is Sans winning sexy Tumblr meme. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the 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 poll and it inadvertently killed elizabeth the second you know what i was timing how far we would get into this episode before that came up uh, i think we made it 27 minutes congratulations everybody i i want to i want to gloat about uh, a version of that on on my other show the video game history hour we had howard scott warshaw on the show yeah. and time to et was 45 minutes we were trying to avoid it Wow. He finally brought it up. It's like, oh, man, I thought we'd get through a whole show without talking about about E.T., but uh, he just had to. (laughs) He did it. He went there for you. He knows what the people want. Um, Best game, best free game engine is uh, uh, pencil and paper you find uh, in your immediate surroundings. I can respect that. I agree. All right. Solved. When you play a 4X game, do you play tall or wide and why? Okay, you're going to have to explain this. I thought 4X would just like increase it both horizontally and vertically. Like if you What do they mean 4X? Is that like 4K or what? I don't understand. Stellaris is an example. And they seem to be different ways of uh, building your resources. Like wide represents trying to amass a lot of territory. And tall represents trying to amass a lot of resources and build up your defenses within a territory none of that makes sense you guys have fun with that (laughs) what is the actual question because i don't know what we're talking about uh the question is when you play a 4x game do you play tall or wide and why and why oh god uh civilization is a 4x game I have never heard this distinction before. Where did it come from? You guys are making up words. Uh, I uh, This is stuff that's new to me. Well, I play tall because uh, I'm, I'm just generally walking tall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson? 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hierarchy of power is about to change. Yeah, Ash knows what's up. Ash knows <laughs> me. Yeah, I like tall as well because wide feels too colonialist to me. I'd rather focus on improving me than conquering everything around me, you know? Right. Well, yeah, and I don't like wide because I kind of have some body issues around that, you know, so I, I don't want to express that in a game and I go to games to escape from that. Does that mean you go for the culture victory in Civ 6? I think that's <laughs> it, yeah. I, I think if you play tall, you're going for the culture victory. All right, the official insert credit stance is we play tall, not wide. All right. Established, so ordered. This will be our last question before the break. What game has the environment that blew your mind? <laughs> that's a good question. Take your time. It's not like we have a buzzer. Or like it, 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 it doesn't have to continue blowing mind, right? Like no. it could just be like the time you played it. It kind At of blew the time, your mind. Sure. And for me, that's probably Minecraft. Yeah, you know, just digging around and just being like, "Wow, this is just kind of infinite." This, if I go down here, there's like caves and stuff. Yeah, it's Minecraft. Oh, I think you misheard. I said blew your mind, not blew your mind. <laughs> mm. Not to be like me. <laughs> but I think the answer to that question is both Mass Effect and Minecraft. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, at least for Minecraft. Like I'm a big fan, or not Minecraft, World of Warcraft. Excuse there you me. Go. Uh, I'm a big uh, skybox person. Like I love to look up and look at the sky. So if you have a pretty skybox, I'm going to like really be into your shit. Um, I think World of Warcraft. Burning Crusade expansion. There's a zone, Nagrand. It is like my favorite zone because the skybox is so freaking pretty. Like it's so blue and it's like, oh, it just looks so idyllic, right? And it did it again in uh, the recent expansion, Shadowlands. I forget what zone it is because, you know, by this point I've been fully converted to Final Fantasy XIV and all of my WoW knowledge has been overwritten because I can only contain one MMO knowledge in my mind at one time. That's why I don't read Marvel. But uh, <laughs> I think it's like the night not the night elves zone, but like the zone with like the, I don't know, the super nature zone. It had just such a beautiful skybox full of stars. And I, if you have a pretty skybox, I'm going to love it. And Mass Effect also has like pretty skyboxes with like stars and all that stuff. And that those were the environments that really like stick with me. I don't know. I'm trying, I'm struggling to name something that, um, where the environment in particular jumped out at me versus just saying like one of my favorite games or something like that, you know, because I think back on fond memories and it's just the sort of the same games I'm always talking about. So it's like, what was an environment? that really blew me away when I heard I first like I'm trying to think like was there ever a point where I was playing something and just had to stop and just like stopped playing in my tracks just to look around at everything I don't know I, I it's it's hard to think of one I mean I've got another one um go for another one uh dragon warrior slash quest two Ooh. Um, when you're walking around on the map and you realize this tiny thing underneath you is actually the entirety of the map of the first game yeah oh yeah mm-hmm that was cool. I think Zelda 2 did that as well, is that right? Yeah, a portion of Zelda 2's map is the is the full map of the of the first game. Yeah. Yeah, just just that's just immediately like, wow, this is um capital E epic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Gold and Silver does that where you get to it's go back trick. to the entire world from the first games. Yeah, it's a great trick. Uh, I wish more games did it. Maybe they will. Something to consider as we take a break. We'll be right back in just a moment. One tortilla chip. Okay. Pardon me. Our misophones are not on the podcast today. Oh, that's true. I could be eating the salad and you guys wouldn't care. Yeah. I don't know. Chris, do you have misophonia? I actually do. 
Oh! So the, the way that, well, I mean, Ash muted, so it's great. It's okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. See what happens when you ask people things, you learn something new. You learn something, yeah. Welcome back to Insert Credit. We're halfway through our Quora spectacular. Our next question is one that might require a little bit of explanation, but one we should be versed in as ostensible experts on the question of who would win in a fight here. (laughs) Where do you scale the game, Sonic? Where do you scale what? Where do you scale the game, Sonic? So the the game game what? what? The game, Sonic. Sonic? Sonic. Okay, what what does that mean? Where do you scale the game? Where do you scale the game, Sonic? Where do you scale the game, Sonic? Okay, here's um, here's an explanation. Oh, Frank, you answer, and then I'll provide an explanation. Uh, well, you you drag your um, mouse to one of the corners, and then it becomes uh, a line with two arrows uh, diagonally, and then you click and drag. Okay, so let me explain. In communities, and there are many. Where the central question is who would win in a fight between this guy and this other guy. There's this phenomenon called scaling, where you take a character and you try to figure out how powerful they are compared to other characters, where they are on a relative power scale. How strong are they, say, compared to Goku or compared to Batman or what have you. Now, when they say the game Sonic, they're saying we are only considering Sonic the Hedgehog based on what we know he can do from the games themselves. Not tie-in comics, not TV shows or movies, just the in-text central video game Sonic. With that evidence in mind, and only that evidence, how powerful is Sonic the Hedgehog? Pretty fucking powerful. Like a one out of ten? What? (laughs) Uh, Technically, uh, the way these work is that they'll uh, rate them on, say... Their destructive capabilities. Could they okay. destroy a planet? Could they destroy a continent? Could they destroy a city or what have you? Mm, okay. St- it's still pretty powerful. Yeah. Sonic can only destroy walls that are already crumbling. And if you take a, any pointy object and touch him with it, he will immediately die if he doesn't have any money. That's but true. But he can, just by virtue of jumping on them, destroy extremely durable metal constructs he can also fly through space without need for oxygen or anything like that he can also independently fly these are all good points i would venture that he's still extremely powerful like he could spin dash goku to death based on his power set i am evaluating him based on his supersonic capabilities so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe that might be cheating because that requires an additional external power source. Right. But I think Sonic and Super Sonic are two separate categories. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to assume that the Chaos Emeralds are uh, hidden by the planet. Yeah. And if, okay. like, if, like if I had all the Chaos Emeralds, I could do that shit too, but you don't see me out here bragging about it. Right. <laughs> could yeah. you? You'd just be a little slower. So, mm-hmm. okay. Then didn't just flat Sonic powers, he can still like jump on you and kill you. I, I guess true. if Eggman is pursuing the Chaos Emerald to the point that he could do crazy shit with it, I guess it stands to reason that Chris Kohler could be a planet buster if he gathered mm-hmm. the Chaos Emerald. That's what I'm saying. Also, and don't use me as an example because anybody could jump on me and kill me. <laughs> also, I would say the difference is that even without the Chaos Emeralds, we know that Dr. Eggman is an Olympic level athlete uh, yeah. based on his presence in Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Ah, uh, true. 
Well, we're, we're not talking about Robotnik here. Come on. What are we doing That's here? true. That's true. We are talking about just plain old Sonic. I think Sonic could have a shot at destroying a city without yeah. supersonic powers, but it'd take a really long time. We know he can escape from a city. Yes, we do. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think that with his speed and, and, and his brute force, he could just kind of like ram through buildings and stuff. I just think it'd take him like, you know, like a month of work to destroy a city. <laughs> uh, if there's one thing we know Sonic for, it's patience. So <laughs> that should yeah. be fine. <laughs> he just really hates the city. Yeah. Right. Also, can the, can the spin dash melt steel beams? Yeah. That's yet to be determined. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, you're right. With the whole, like, you can only destroy things that are already crumbling. Yeah. So, but part of me with, you know, the spin dash ability kind of wants to say that, yeah, he could. Spin dash melts steel beams. Sonic did. So ordered. Insert credit cannon. (laughs) If you're making a game and a video game company wants to buy it from you, how much should you sell it for? Which company is it? Yeah. Never pay more than 20 bucks for a computer game. Mm Mm-hmm. That is a good question. It really depends on who's buying it. If it's EA, then a billion dollars. If it's like, I don't know, super giant or something, I trust them to do the right thing. Right. And also, what's my goal? Right. Do I do I want to keep controlling this company? Do I, Is this an, a, an escape plan for me? I don't know. Where am I in my life? It's <laughs> a good question. Yeah. All um, things to consider. Let's see. Yeah. Embracer would be a big chunk. It's like you, if you, you paid like 500 million or whatever for, for uh, Middle Earth uh, IP rights, you're going to pay me at least half that mm-hmm. <laughs> for your one game that you made on Game Maker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the next Toby Fox, baby. Sure. Mm-hmm. It happened for him. It could happen for you. Mm-hmm. What hit web comics have you composed the soundtrack for? Uh, Penny Arcade. There you go. All right. Yeah, you're you're ready. Do 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 Penny Arcade. That was immortal. Wow. I had no idea. See what happens when you ask people questions. You yeah. wouldn't think exactly. so. Gamer's uh, got a game. Was that the other part? That's the soundtrack of my childhood. I think there was an official theme song to Penny Arcade, and it was written and performed by MC Frontalot. Oh, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Not MC Chris? No, not MC Chris. He missed nah, out on that. He'll do, he'll, he'll do that. Yeah. yeah. What's that guy up to? Is he still on the con circuit? <laughs> Is he guess. still at PAX? Does he show up at PAX? I'm going to type his name My partner loves right MC Chris. <laughs> he also loves, um, what is it, nerd rap? Yeah, nerdcore rap. Nerdcore. Yeah, he, ner- he loves nerdcore. Yes, that's yes. Our, that's our front a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's yes. so, uh, mm, yeah, like epic rec battles in history is kind of funny, but the rest of the nerdcore like subgenre. Oh, epic rap battles of history th- that postdates nerdcore. Nerdcore was mid two thousands. I will never forget the lyric "Hear ye, hear ye!" In case you ain't heard, twenty ought five be the year of the nerd. So that's about where that takes place. So Frontalot on July thirtieth played the SoCal Linux Expo, which I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't okay. know was a thing. Um, and then uh, upcoming shows, I'm seeing if I recognize any. Uh, Retro Game Con 2022 in Syracuse. I'm not familiar with that. Um, everything else is just like a restaurant. <laughs> Good for him. Still getting work. But he's he is touring currently. So yeah. that is that is worth celebrating. Good job, Frontalot. Good job, MC Frontalot. And also, he's nice. I, uh, You know what? He's playing in Oakland this month. What up? What up? I'm going to go see uh, Frontalot. Yeah, do that and tell us how that went. I would be really curious to know what an MC Frontalot concert is like in 2022. 
Because okay. you have new stuff. Uh, play, we'll play, play that song about getting eaten by the Gru. That's all. There I you know. go. <laughs> oh my god! So, <laughs> not to make this about me, but I I got married. Congratulations! Wow! A couple weeks ago. What? To MC Friend a lot. <laughs> and um, one of we made this like big, huge like Spotify playlist with of both of our like songs that we were gonna just play while yep. during the ceremony. Oh, and no. you've been eaten by a crew is one of those songs. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's front front a lot played your wedding. That's MC front a lot. You know the man. Oh lordy! <laughs> I had to put a bunch of like earth, wind, and fire to like counterbalance it. But then when it was like the day of the ceremony, like all of his song played and none of my songs played, and it was very upsetting. Wow. I- I'm sure uh, that's not a portent for anything. Uh, Don't read into it. Uh, here's our next question: <laughs> Will the era of console exclusive games ever end? It's ending right the hell now. Mm-hmm. If uh, Call of Duty and Activision Blizzard have anything to do with it, that's true. Um, will it ever end? Yeah, because I I kind of believe that dedicated consoles will end at some point. Um, yeah, but but um, in the immediate future, nah. As long as there's a Sony, honestly. I don't. We're so close to uh to that to that one console future. It's just a, somebody's got to blink. Yeah, at this I point. Agree. I mean, I, I don't I don't count Nintendo. Nintendo is always going to do Nintendo's own thing, right? Um, yeah. But it's like we just have this we just have this situation where you have like these two pieces of hardware that are like almost identical parts inside them, uh, and right. just just one of them is is team team blue and the other one is team green, and yeah. it's like it doesn't it it just doesn't benefit anybody. It's like where why you know where is the uh, where is the standardized platform? I'm now I'm getting on this train. Now. I mean, I also just tend to think that dedicated boxes that are big that are in your living room and their function is playing video games like that's still that feels weird to me still. Um, I, I don't know how that goes away, but it's gonna it just feels yeah. like having a, a calculator or something. Microsoft has tried to make their Xbox series, whatever, just a home entertainment thing. Yeah, that was not. Yeah, that was not the right move. Well, the the Xbox One was not the right move. But I mean, I think Microsoft's move away from the Xbox as the only place where you can experience this content, exactly, and trying to get it to the point where you can, yeah, you can play it on the PC, you can play it via streaming, and like you know, we, yeah, that's we right. don't care where you experience it. But I don't know. I still think that there's, um, uh, you know, especially especially when the when the hardware maker is still the produ- the main producer of software, there is still going to always be that ability to take a bath on the hardware from a profit standpoint um, so you can sell people the software. And so it's always going to be much cheaper to just buy a, a dedicated game playing machine. And as long as that's the case, it's like it's still going to stick around because they can essentially subsidize it and give it to you. I think as we move towards everybody getting their own like subscription model, console specifically, like dedicated hardware, that's not going to be a thing. Like you've got the Samsung TVs that you can stream like Game Pass to and there it's only a matter of time. Maybe not Nintendo because like you said Nintendo's going to Nintendo, which is do whatever the fuck they want, but Right. We're slowly approaching the era where we don't own anything anymore and that there are no boxes. This is just content that you pay to rent. Mm-hmm. Get, get into the Netflix model. I can mm-hmm. see that. Coming. Which, you know, I'm, I'm the preservation guys. So people are like, don't you hate that? I'm like, no, I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like not having stuff in my house. <laughs> I also like not having stuff. Right, from a people... personal standpoint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a DC Comics guy, and people ask me how many comics I own, and I'm like, not a lot. Maybe like a couple shelves. I read it all online. 
Uh, here yep. is the next question I have on my list over here. Why is it when I play Minecraft with 1660 Ti, I barely reach 60 FPS and 20 to 30 FPS when I'm around my house? I can see my GPU usage barely goes over 45% too. Uh-huh. I have uh-huh. 16 gigs yeah. of RAM. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> stop mining that Bitcoin. Yeah, that's gotta give, be it. Give your GPU a break. They, they didn't mention video memory. And really, that's that's the bottleneck here. Yeah, they say they have 16 gigabytes of RAM and R74800H. Uh, oh, I guess you could look up the video memory. Yeah, it's, it's just not good enough, kid. That's got to be it. Get better. Yeah, get better. And play better, too. It's really just your your bad playing that's making the game underperform. <laughs> right, the right. game is getting bored. The game gets disappointed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nice victim blaming, guys. We did it. Ash, you've never met this kid. (laughs) Just trust me. Yeah, this kid's a real shit. I think this next question is a prequel to a question we previously addressed. Okay. Recently, my 17-year-old son has been playing a game (laughs) called Elden Ring nonstop. Mm -hmm. He said it was fun, so I decided to watch him play it. It was horrifying. Everything in the game is evil. There are other gods and demonic imagery. What should I do? Uh, kill them. Yeah, I demand a list of every TV show this person watches, every novel they read. It sounds very 1980s satanic panic going yeah. on here. Yep. Yeah, they they might only watch like reruns of Touched by an Angel or something, so that might right. backfire on you. Yeah, 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 true, true, true. It's literally just episodes of Seventh Heaven. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 700 Club. 700 Club, they tune in every week <laughs> or whatever, yeah. It's week, weekly, weekdays or weekly, I don't know. Whatever it is, I'm watching it. So what should the parent do? Yeah. About the fact that everything's evil in that game. Yeah. Stop watching it first. Well, stop watching it, but also, I don't know, don't, if they're evil, don't you want to, like, destroy them? Get in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The kid will teach you how. Yeah, you're destroying the demons. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I feel that's like a good, lot of right? These, these tensions between parent and child and the parent who doesn't understand the child's seemingly obsession with video games would be solved if you just talked to your kid, not like they're a kid, but... Like as if they're their own autonomous human being. And I think if you communicated not from a position of power, but from a position of like mutual respect and understanding, you might like gain a little insight and your kid might respect you more for it. Like, right. honestly. Yeah. But what, but what can they do right now? Ask your kid if they have misophonia. Ask them if they wrote the theme to Penny Arcade. Yeah. I mean, what they can do right now is the same thing. Like you just talk to your talk to your children. No, that's like, gonna take too long. I'm, I have this problem right now where there's these demons. Mm-hmm. They should get. They should smash uh-huh. the video game system with a hammer. Mm-hmm. And well, it's video, a laptop and, and videotape it. it. Yeah, and put it on TikTok. And put, and put it on and yeah, TikTok or you know Truth Social or whatever it is they use. Absolutely tracks. Here's our next question: What are the least known game genres? <laughs> uh, what do you mean by least known the uh the ones most people don't know just very obscure genres of video game i was just reading about um the fact that there you would have been able in the uh early 1980s early to mid 1980s to talk about uh the genre of games known as like painter games and the idea being a, a game in which your character had to cover every inch of territory so like oh yeah Cubert would be considered a descendant of a painter game or um minor 2049 or something like that where you had to just the the, the the goal was to get your character to step at least once on every part of the environment that sounds like a proto splatoon yeah oh yeah sure yeah 
That's a modern painter game. Genre's mm-hmm. back. I would say <laughs> one of the least known game genres, at least among us, is 4X games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, we don't know about that. <laughs> okay, so because we're a little bit older now, uh, and the the people who are playing games are younger than us, and they didn't grow up in the same times we do. Edutainment. They're games wrong. Oh, yeah. I see. I see. You're are are kind of relatively unknown because I'm thinking of games like Carmen Sandiego, Oregon Trail, right. Odell right. Lake. If anybody has a memory of that game, Number Munchers. Those kinds of games that have been like designed specifically by like teachers in the case of Border Bun to um, like teach you something. And I don't think that is a thing that is a thing anymore for the most part. Mm, I think it's very, 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 very much a thing. It's just not in the video game industry. Yeah. Is what I think. Correct. Yeah. There's like interactive websites and stuff and apps. And yeah, there's like, I think there's probably more of that than ever. There's there's plenty of apps. There's plenty of apps. I'll tell you right now. There's yes. plenty of apps, but no games. Yeah, they're just not on Steam or whatever. But not on right. They they moved them off of the gaming console and they're on iPad because that's where the audience is. Um, but yeah, but they also they don't call them edutainment anymore because that started to turn. I mean, I, I started to turn people off. It always turned people off. Nobody likes to hear about education. Nobody likes to hear about edutainment. Everybody just wants to hear that it's a game and then the parents can look at it and know ah my my ch- my child is learning something but like they absolutely do not pitch it to kids as play this and you'll learn something they're like it's a fun game um there's a great there's a game called um uh slice fractions in which um you're it, 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 there's a woolly mammoth that's trying to get across the screen um and you have to um like in, in a certain uh, there might be like lava and you have like a chunk of ice on the screen and you have to cut off one quarter of the of the piece of ice so that it will melt the, into the lava and create a, a platform for the the woolly mammoth to like walk across and like that is it's like sneakily teaching kids about you know uh division and fractions and math and stuff like that but it's just it just looks like a a, a standard video game i think that's gotta be it our next question (laughs) is gonna be our last one before the lightning round are there any games that can actually earn paypal money oh jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) paypal money specifically specifically paypal money (laughs) there's a paypal currency that's new to me Yep. So uh, there is a game you can get it. Uh, it's they have it on iOS. They have it on Am- uh, on Android, and I think there's a web uh, browser version too. It's called eBay. And literally, <laughs> what you do it uses it uses your uh, your phone's built in camera, and yeah. you go around and you take pictures of your parents' stuff, and you upload it to the game, and then you type in how much money you want for it, and then the game actually delivers actual money into your Whoa. PayPal when this you do this. Rules. I was not expecting that. That's <laughs> good answer. Yeah. Uh, with that, we're going right into our lightning round. For their next season, the Overwatch League has asked oh, you to come up with a new slogan for each of their North American teams. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to name a team and you have to give me a new slogan for that team. Do you want to for- you want to give each like person? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Our first team is the Atlanta Rain. Um Blame it on the rain. <laughs> oh, okay. That's bad, but I'll this take it. This team has too much spla- swag for there being no black people on it. Uh I appreciate the insider knowledge. Chris, you got one? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> he doesn't have to. We established the Boston that. Uprising. The what? Boston Uprising. Overwatch. Oh, God. Um, you guys will never be as good as you were in season one. <laughs> Anyone want to have a tea party? That's good. <laughs> that actually is good. Dallas Fuel. Uh, f- <laughs> uh, something about lighting chemicals on fire and setting your state on fire. We're millions of years old and buried underground. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> Dallas Fuel, Dallas Fire, Dallas gives you what you desire. Yeah, Dallas Fuel, Dallas Fire, <laughs> Dallas that which I desire. Yeah. Florida Mayhem. You should be Miami Mayhem. It, it doesn't really make any should. sense. I say it every time. That, that, is, that is it right there. <laughs> that's it. Florida Mayhem. We should be Miami Mayhem. I mean, the alliteration is there. Yeah. Like, come the on. The M is right in the logo. I don't know why. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, Houston Outlaws. Right now. <laughs> bad guys with guns. Bad guys with guns. Yeah. yeah bad, yeah. bad, bad guys, as in bad players with yeah. guns. Houston mm. Outlaws, we cheat and we advertise it. <laughs> Los Angeles Gladiators. Not to be confused with American Gladiators. Okay. <laughs> Although okay. they technically are as a subset. Los Angeles Gladiators. That smell isn't us. It's good. No, because it's the Los Angeles Valiant. Los Angeles Valiant. Ew. Oh, Val. Uh. It's hard to be Los Angeles when you're located in China. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> New York Excelsior. Oh boy, you're never getting that back. That's that's the theme. You're never getting that back. And people who know will know. If you know, you know. If you know, uh, you know. New York Excelsior. Enough said. There, there you go. <laughs> New York Excelsior. Hey, I'm sprinting here. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia Fusion. You're also never getting that back. That sounds Philadelphia Fusion. It's not a sushi roll. Yes. <laughs> We're not a sushi. I like that. Uh, San Francisco Shock. Will no one rid me of this meddlesome Los Angeles team? <laughs> so San Francisco Shock? Yeah. Yes. I will not make any explanation. This is funny because I'm sitting here watching Overwatch League right now, and it's the London Spitfire. I assumed you would be while we were recording this. <laughs> Versus the Toronto Defiant, which is yeah. really funny considering the news that has happened today. So, like, the Commonwealth girls are fighting <laughs> right now, and it's tied up one-to-one. So it'll be really funny. I'm going to say San Francisco Shock. This is the big one. San Francisco Shock. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's poop on the ground. Get used to it. Jesus. Uh, We just talked about them. Toronto Defiant. At least you're not the worst Canadian team. (laughs) Vancouver Titans, the worst Canadian team. The worst Canadian (laughs) team. And it didn't have to be this way. You will forever be cursed. And we'll finish off with Washington Justice. Mm. Attorney at law. Yeah. I like (laughs) No notes. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations, Frank. You're our winner. If I remember to make you do the first question next time which should be in a couple weeks, then you'll do that. This is the point in the show where we do recommendations and remember to plug our own projects, which we're often neglectful of doing. So please remember to do that while also telling our listeners what they should be doing on their own time between episodes. I'm not going to dictate that. You can give them a suggestion. Mm. Well, uh, I don't like anything or do anything, so uh, I don't really have any contributions. (laughs) 
You have your own very good podcast, and you I have, do. I mentioned it earlier. We'll, yes, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, video game history hour. Um, it's me and Kelsey Lewin, and uh, uh, teaches some video game history by bringing in a guest who already did the work instead of us doing the work. It's a brilliant concept where uh, <laughs> I don't I don't have to do a lot of work. Um, we recently had uh, Roberta Williams on, who uh, designed the King's Quest games back in the eighties. Um, I'm actually proud of that episode because rather than ask her about King's Quest and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, I actually asked her about Colossal Cave Adventure for an hour, uh, which is the game that inspired her to be a, an adventure game designer. So um, if you want to hear, hear a lady uh, talk for an hour about how much uh, she liked Colossal Cave Adventure, um, go check that episode out. I bet the person who asked, are there any reasons to choose a female character in video games would not be interested in checking that out. <laughs> Uh, maybe. I mean, you only play as a female character in one of the King's Quests out of out of the eight that she did. So that's fair. Is yeah. King Quest that game that Ryan Reynolds is in a movie about now? There's no King's Quest movie, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking of something. Uh, I, I think. I what if there is a King's Quest movie starring Ryan Reynolds and only Ash knows about it? Yeah, I, I think you're thinking of King of the Hill, and that's Mike Judge. <laughs> no, there's a game. It looks like uh, Don Bluth did the animations for it. Dragon's Lair? Thank you. Dragon's Lair? There you go. Yes. Is Ryan Reynolds in a Dragon's Lair? Yeah. There's a movie that's coming out, and I think Ryan Reynolds is tapped to- Yeah, that's right. He's Dirk the Daring? I only know about it because my partner loves that game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Learning so much about your partner today. (laughs) Yeah. Fan of of Dragon's Lair and And MC Frontalot. (laughs) Yeah. He's a big dork. Ash, do you have anything him. you'd like to plug or recommend? Hmm. What are you working on? I'm working on anything. I'm just, I just came back from a long vacation after getting married. So I've like, I'm like readjusting myself to the cadence mm. of work again. Are, um, are you quite, are you quite quitting? <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Here's what I will suggest. There's a game coming out very soon called Metal Hellsinger, which is one of those FPS rhythm games. I'm going to suggest that you play Bullets Per Minute, which based on the little bit of both games that I played is a better game. And that's not out now on Steam. Mm. Chris? Um, I, for the first time in a while, sat down and played a brand new video game right when it Ooh. came out uh, because I was really excited. I know, so it's been a while. Um, and you don't need me to tell you this probably because probably somebody's already told you this, but Immortality by Sam Barlow oh, is yeah. freaking ridiculous. I mean, it's if you played her story or Telling Lies, um, it's that, but somebody somehow gave him like millions and millions of dollars to do that on a much grander scale and they did a lot of good work with all that money wherever it came from because it's 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 just phenomenal i'm always skeptical of those kinds of games because i'm like Mm -hmm. is it actually good or are we just still fawning over that one game that guy did that one time and we're just still (laughs) chasing that high find out in two weeks if people are still playing it yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I think, I mean, for from my perspective, I mean, I really am into the idea of um, sit there and watch these video clips and look for all of the little things that you can find and understand that the the game is uh, that the that the gameplay is mostly going on in your head versus mechanics that you're interacting with. Okay. Um, 
but I really I I felt like the 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 film clip stuff was done really well this time, and I felt that um it's it really it really hooked me. You know, actually, it didn't hook me right from the beginning because at first I was kind of going through because it is this. So the the conceit is that it's three different movies, um, and you're just seeing scenes from them out of order, um, but like. So at first it was kind of like, okay, what's kind of going on here? But like, once it started, once it got its hooks in, you know, then I was like, oh, I have to find everything, you know? So it really, it, for, for me, it works really well. Okay. okay so last question. Did you play on Netflix? Can you play it on Netflix? I believe you can. Oh, I just played it on my computer and I played it on my, my PC with keyboard and mouse thinking that was going to be the best way to, to use it. But then I've heard a lot of people saying that uh, I should have played it with a controller, but it was fine for me with keyboard. And- we really are getting to the post console future. Uh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. I have yeah. a little bit of an announcement I would like to make. Uh, editor of the show, Esper Quinn and I are working on a video game together. Wow. And I can't make any specific announcements about it yet. Other than that, they're doing most of the work, and I'm doing about half the writing and voicing the main character. And it is part of the mainline Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're actually not that far off, Uh, but uh, we're aiming for a 2023 release, and you'll hear more as it comes. I'm very excited about it. I'm excited too. Here are some other recommendations I've got uh, while I'm here. I would also like to recommend that if you're listening to this show in some format where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you do that for us. It's real nice. I always appreciate it. You could also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes, and get other exclusive content. They can't be worse than these. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com or follow us on Twitter at insert credit or search for insert credit on YouTube. This show is edited by the aforementioned Esper Quinn with original music by Kurt Feldman. For now, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Ash Parrish. And I'm Chris Kohler. And Nerdcore can rise up, it can get elevated. Thank you very much. <laughs> that, that's that's a line from an NC Front a lot song. I remember. Yes, I know yeah. that was the that was the song that I believe was on the wedding playlist. Did you did you yeah, walk yeah. down the aisle to that? No, I actually <laughs> walked down the aisle to Kingdom Hearts 2's Dearly Beloved. Good choice. Wonderful, wonderful. I don't know if you're okay. gonna walk down the aisle to any song from Kingdom Hearts 2. I think it should be "Swim This Way, We'll Sing and We'll Play." Oh my god. <laughs>